Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel Stevens. I'm here with my husband, Zach, and we are just passionate about your purpose. Don't forget you can find this podcast on all podcast platforms. That's I right. have forgotten to say that. We have. The last few weeks. But we're about to head into... This year's going to be amazing. 2023. So you to share it. Share it. We want to have... Everyone's Christmas, I'm sure, was incredible. Amazing. If not, God's going to redeem it with the new year. Do you want to speak... Just do you want to celebrate right now? Let's about celebrate. How good my Christmas was for you? I said in January we will reevaluate. Oh my god. It's not January. Okay, so I will more days I left. am currently putting together my review of his Christmas performance and we'll see. <laughs> Amazing. So hey, we are going to take a moment. So this week, uh, you probably have a little bit of extra time. Uh, hopefully you have a couple of days off. You you have some of that. And so what we want to do is we want to stop and give you equip you to have the best year ever, the best year of growth in 2023. So like, what do you want to see grow? Do you want to see your family grow? Do you want to see yourself grow spiritually? Do you want to see a ministry grow? What do you want to see? And let me just tell you that whatever you want to see grow, things grow because of healthy and growing leaders. And so let's not look outside and hope that things are different and that things grow. Let's look inside and make sure that we are growing. Let's look inside and make sure that we are Mm -hmm. being obedient, and we want to give you a pathway to do that. And so one of the things we do, we talk about our words. Now, we have words for the year, and we do that, but but let me just set this whole thing for you. This has been very freeing for me, is that this is about the who, not the do. This is about the who and not the do. That means it's not about the things you do and the thing you're going to accomplish, but it's about the who you are becoming. I want to encourage you that for you, but also for the people that you love and you care about, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kids, whether it's your group or your teammates or your employees, that if you would focus on the who that you and they are becoming and not the do, the checklist that's in front of them or even the growth plan, then life is going to be so much better. So it's about the who and not the do. So with that in mind, we really kind of hang it all around a word for the year. Can you explain what that is? Okay, so taking, for example, you this, um, this past year, why don't you tell them your word? So my word for this year was anointed. Okay, so um, when this time... Uh, so 2021, mm-hmm. this time of year, you had kind of already found, you'd kind of been, you'd already been praying through. What were you looking to see change in 2022? Yeah. So I looked ahead at what I needed, what, what, what I needed to do, what God has set out in front of me for me to win my world. And I was taking another step into leading faith promise and the transition being completed. And so what I needed most was to hear God's voice was to walk with him more intimately for me to walk in more uh, that what the manifestations of the Holy Spirit are, which is wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fear of the Lord, and power. And so I wanted those things. Well, sorry, I needed those things to do what I felt like God had put in front of me. So what you needed and what you were looking to see change in your life, you found a word that represented it and a scripture that partnered with it so that you could experience that specific change over the course of the year. And that's what a word is, is looking ahead and saying, hey God, and you just ask the Holy Spirit, he's so kind and he loves to talk to us. 
So take some time to be still and silent so you can listen for what God gives you. And what you do is you simply say, Lord, I see these things ahead. Meditate on what's ahead for the next year. And then ask the Lord, what do what do you want me to grow in? What part of the sanctification journey do you want me to take? And so this past year, my word was establish, not establish. Yeah, it was it a King James verse. King James word, but it was to firm up the places in my life, in my beliefs about myself, about others, about God. And I knew that in the season that was coming up for our family, as Zach's um, job was shifting and, uh, uh, you know, JL going into third grade, like all of these things, our children growing, I wanted to be firm and grounded in what God says and in God's ways. And this year really was so powerful for me in that. So I take that word, we take our scripture that we partner with it and we meditate on it all year. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, and we will next year, we'll take some stops and we'll say, Oh, let's, you know, check in on our growth plan, check in on our word. What's been your favorite word you ever had? Well, uh, okay. I'll tell you, but I, I want to make sure I don't forget something I want to talk about with, with words and stuff as we prepare for them. But sorry. Okay. In 2017, my word was spirit led and I would say it's actually really a tie between that year with spirit led and this year with anointed. Um, And actually, I'm going to go with this year anointed. I feel like this has been such a year for growth for me. Uh, That word has been so impactful. It's actually grown into this apostolic anointing. I feel like God has called me to have. And so it just impacted me. I had some hard stuff this year, some really big things that I need to learn and grow in. And God used that word uh, to to lead me through it, and it it really was it was it was an anchor for me, and it was it was some things again. You talk about asking the Holy Spirit what your word should be. It it was things that I didn't know I was going to need when I picked it, mm-hmm. and so like an example, uh, my brother transitioned off staff, and it was it was sudden, and it was it was hard for me, and I, I didn't I didn't think it was a big deal in the moment, but. When I would be with him, I would feel like this kind of, it, it wasn't our usual relationship. And, and it, I just felt it inside, and I was like, gosh, Lord, this is, what, what's going on? And I realized that, I realized that anointed people forgive. I saw it in Moses. I saw it in Jesus. I saw it in Stephen. Um, and I, it just, that's just one example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I, I want to be anointed. And so I'm going to forgive. I, I want to be anointed. So another another one is that I would look at my life as uh, and kind of reflect, and I didn't see as much power as mm-hmm. I felt like I. If I'm going to be anointed, one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is power. It's mm-hmm. you know in Second Corinthians four twenty, Paul says that our gospel is not a gospel of words, but a gospel of power. And so this word really, really. It, it so challenged me. It so impacted mm-hmm. me. And so, sorry, that was more than you asked for, but I, I would say that this has been uh, one of my favorites, my favorite. So good. And really what's super great about this word is, again, it's not about the do, it's about who. So, hey, who's God calling me to be? Where are there gaps in my life that God wants to 
um, strengthen to firm up or maybe to burn away. And uh, I love that we can build our growth plan through that word. You said there was something you wanted to share about words. Yeah. So I feel like this can be a little anxious. This could cause some anxiety for people, right? We talked about last podcast, we're not supposed to live in anxiety. And so you might think, oh, Zach, gosh, anointed and spirit led, like establish King James, which was complicated. She did that on purpose, right? But you think about these things, you're like, oh, like I, that's too spiritual. That's too much for me. And what, but what Rachel said is so right. The Holy Spirit in in John 17, Jesus describes Holy Spirit as a comforter, as a helper, as an advocate. And so here, but here's this thing that's so special. I want you to use it as you find your word this week and, and in the coming weeks. But I want you to use it all the time. And this is something we learned from John Maxwell called layered learning. And what that is, is where you work on something. I don't know what your attention span is. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 30 minutes, but you have a document or a, or a piece of paper and you write potential words for 2023. This is what I did. And I would write it and then I would, I would work on it for a minute and then I would stop. But I'd leave it there. I had a sticky note on my desk that was there all the time. And when I look at it, I meditate on it, I'd write something down and I'd move on. But then I'm going to come back, and and I, I th- Rachel, she's smarter than me. She's so gifted. But you know what? If if I spend ten layers on this, and different life cycles, and different moments, and different emotions, I keep coming back and keep coming back. I'm going to have ten layers of learning on what my word should be for 2023. So I want to encourage you. One, hey, do that. Do some layered learning. Ask God what it should be. And then second, I'm, this is spiritual. This is intense. I want you to Google Bible verses on the word. If your word is love, I want you to go to the Google, and I want you to type in Bible verses on love. And it's going to give you a hundred. And you're going to read them. And you're going to say, what really? Because whenever I looked at anointed, that's what I did. You know, have a, we have a master's degree in the Bible. And how did I find it? I, 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 I looked at it, and I just read through them and read through them. And so I just want to encourage you, don't make it complicated. When your word doesn't have to be super spiritual, one of the most powerful uh, years I had was when my word was nurture. Mm-hmm. I had walked through a difficult season of postpartum after JL. I literally missed her whole first year and I didn't want to miss anything else. And I felt really defeated as a mom that I'd just been a bad mom. And that wasn't true, but I needed God's help to walk in the biblical definition of motherhood. And so I chose the the word nurture. One year, my word was peace. And I've got peace like a river. Oh gosh. That's what, when she would start sassing me or get, or not have peace, that's what I would do. He would sing that song. That's awesome. And that was actually the year we had our, we experienced our first miscarriage that year. And so I had spent, and it was actually the end of the year that I, um, that we walked through that. And so the whole year I had been practicing and learning about peace, a spirit of peace and walking in that um, fruit. And it was incredible to be able to grab onto that when I walked through difficulty. So don't feel like it has, and you know what? You may come up with nothing and guess what? We have a word you can do with us. Our church has a word every year that we work on collectively as a body and you can borrow our word. Yeah, so we we want you to continue to come and be a part of that. Our word this year was transformation. The verse was Romans 12 too. If, if that, that's a super impactful word. Mm-hmm. want to encourage you that that may be a good one for you. But I want you to start with a word, okay? And, and something else, if you're wondering, hey, what should my word be? 
Uh, and again, this is going to cause some vulnerability on your part, but ask somebody, ask somebody in your life. If you said, hey, if there's one place that I could grow to make a bigger impact for the kingdom, where would you say it is? And actually, I want to encourage you to do that. Even if you feel like you have a word, take a moment, ask them on your life that you love, mm-hmm. that respect, that knows you, and just ask that simple question. Hey, what's one thing that if I had more of it in my life, that I would be able to win my world better? I would be able to walk in my purpose at a more intense level, or however you want to ask. But that's another great way to do it. So we talked about words talked about layered learning and looking into it and then finding a verse or finding a few verses that you walk through. But hey, the next part on your personal growth plan is I want I want you to make it simple. And there's five areas, uh, they all start with F, that, you, that I always want you to use to build the base of your growth plan, whether you've been doing it for years and years or whether this is your first time. And those five Fs are faith, family, finances, fitness, and future. Faith, fi- faith, family, uh, finances, fitness, and future. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. And Rachel will defend herself here in a moment. But what you cannot do is put 18 things under each one. Ooh. Rachel came to me and she showed me her quiet, or sorry, she showed me her growth plan. And I was like, babe, you're going to have to have like a three hour quiet time every day to get anywhere close to this. You need to go back you try it again. There's, there's just In no way. In my ideal world, I have a three-hour There's no time. way. But hey, let me tell you this. This is not called, a, and this is hard for me, this is not called a goal, pan, goal plan. This is called a growth plan. So this is not something that should cause you shame and guilt. This is something that is designed to help you grow in your walk with God and in your purpose. And if you only grow 1% every single day, that's not just 365% because that would be if it was you were just adding a little bit every day, but you're actually a little bit better. And so that's a compounding growth. So you're going to be a thousand times farther along in whatever it is that you put on this growth plan if you choose to um, you know, tackle that on the daily, going back and reflecting on it weekly. And you'll see a shift in your life. You're not going to achieve a bunch of stuff. You're going to shift yeah. as a person. And that's what we want to see when we put this plan together is where are we going to shift? And you will be way better, way better if you make this simple and repeatable than if you make it hyper complex and full of shame. We do something, we, we use the term, we're going to fight for clarity and simplicity. Yeah. And so what, what I'll tell you again, let me tell you, faith family, finances, fitness, and future. So let me get a little more prescriptive around that. There may be things you do in each one that you want to put under there. So like for me, faith, I'm always going to do the Bible reading plan in a year. I'm always going to do that. But each year, I try to pick one new thing. So not 18 new things, but I try to pick one new thing under each pillar. And I never, I never achieve it all. I never do everything on my growth plan. But so like for um, two years ago, this is a, this is a random one, but for uh, fitness, this is random. I decided I'm going to start flossing. I'm going to start flossing every day. And it's just, ew, you don't floss. And I, 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 ne- I, I flossed when the dentist did it and almost bled to death every time, but I just didn't, I just didn't floss. And if you're looking at me, don't act like you floss every day. Actually, for, for the last two years, 
I flossed every day. This year, uh, I, I stopped drinking Cokes. In the in the 21-day fast, I stopped. I haven't had one all year, which no I thought soda. I thought I would never do that. So there's just these one thing, and it's not a bunch of things, but just one thing, right? And so obviously, it goes without saying, but obviously you're going to put the Purpose Podcast in there, oh, you know, yeah. listen to that every week. That's a no-brainer. But what I want you to do is I want you to process what's one thing that you thought God's calling you to do, that you are going to add to each one, faith, family, finances, fitness, and future. And we want to remind you, this is not the person you want to be in five years. You are, when you talk about accountability, it's simply being accountable for your ability. For some of us, you do not have the time or capacity to finish a master's degree this year. So if you're putting on your growth plan, finish a master's degree, that's probably a little unrealistic, right? Mm -hmm. So make sure, so for me, just like Zach was saying, hey, it's not a realistic thing for you to have a three hour quiet time where you have all these children around you, but it is realistic that you spend time with the Lord every day and that you finish your Bible reading plan. And like, what's gonna be, what is it where you are now and what's the next step? You don't go from one to 100. We go from one to two. Yeah. And let me give you, let me give you two more nuggets is, so we've talked about your word and your verse. We have talked about layered learning, right? We talked about the five pillars that go around your growth plan. And so can I tell you, don't do it alone. So after you write your growth plan, I want you to show it to somebody. So right now you're listening to this you're committed. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to send this to somebody, okay, and you guys commit together. Let's have a WAM group. That's what we'll call it, a WAM group, W-A-M, a weekly accountability meeting where you guys are going to send each other, show each other, whatever it is, your growth plan. I don't love that name. Well, I just came up with it, so you're welcome either way. So if you come up with a better one by the end of the podcast, the wham we'll go group. wham. Here's the deal. Send them in. Here's the deal. Better ideas. If you listen, I'm because... If you have ownership in something, you're you're just going to give it more, right? You obviously your car better than the car that you rent. And so when you and somebody are doing this together, you are going to be more committed to it, not just for you, but for them. And so no, don't go at it alone. I want to encourage you with that. And then also, because you're not going at it alone, because you're looking at somebody else's growth plan, and since it's not 18,000 bullet points long, you will be able to do it quickly. You'll be able to review it quickly, get feedback on it quickly, uh, put yes or no's quickly. But what that would necessitate is that you are going back and looking at this every week. Now, I, I can tell you can do this wrong. And whenever I, I was, was wondering if you were going to whenever confess. I was trying to lead my family better, mm. um, I I do I still look at Rachel's growth plan every week. But there was a season a couple of years ago where I laminated her growth plan and I. I put it on the wall in the bathroom. Not just um, on the wall in the bathroom. Tell them where. I put it above the toilet in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And not like way above. Like, no, no, no. Like, like up there where it was like with my face whenever I was, I was going to tinkle so that I would see it frequently. He put my growth plan where people poop. But I laminated it so you could wipe off and the poop. And was like... Hey, are you looking at your growth plan and checking your growth plan? I didn't. I don't think I grew it all that year. I was, <laughs> I was trying out of spite to help. Yeah. So, but again, that's a 
example where that I didn't do very good You should not do that with your job. spouse's growth plan. However, Rachel knows if when on Thursdays, whenever I send her, hey, I see you doing this, I'm so proud of you, or hey, you said you wanted to do this, is there a way I can help? It's another level of intimacy. It's another level of accountability. It's another level I show her that I love her. And so, again, just to recap, and I, I know this may feel like a lot, but if you write it down, you can, you really can. You can do this. Pick a word. Come back to it. Think about it. Ask, ask God for clarity on it. Do a, a verse. Google it. Pick, pick two or three, and those are great memory verses, right? Remember, it's not about the do, it's about the who, who God's called you to become. And mm -hmm. so you're going to take faith, family, finances, fitness, and future, and you're going to pick, hey, what's one thing I feel like God's called me to do that's new? And maybe one or all five of these areas, but do not put a bunch of brand new things on there. You're going to get a partner to do this with, somebody who loves you, somebody that you care about, and then you're going to look at it every week. And it's not you're not looking at it for shame purposes or guilt purposes, you are looking at it for what Rachel said, accountability. And our definition of accountability is giving account for your ability. We really do believe we're praying for revival in 2023. And revival will break out in our church, in our nation, when it breaks out in people's hearts. Mm -hmm. And this is a good opportunity for you to put guardrails in your life around what God's called you to do what God's called, how God's called you to obey, to be the person, the who that God has called you to be. Yeah. So we love you so much. Really, we don't want you to feel like you have to have a bunch of New Year's resolutions. That's not the goal. The goal is simply for you to grow and experience God transforming you from the inside out. So we love you. We're so grateful you took time to invest in yourself today. And we'll see you back here next week for a new year. Happy New Year. <laughs>